I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, today um, I'm going to be talking all about PAX 2016. So for those that are unaware, PAX is a convention. PAX stands for Penny Arcade Expo. Um, it was uh, a convention started by the makers of Penny Arcade. Um, and it really is mostly focused on video games. Uh, it has a little wider focus than just that. Obviously, it hits games in general. Um, and anyway, in uh, this year, we made a big splash at PAX. So what happened was we took over the Paramount Theater. So there's this big historic theater right next to the convention center where normally there's a lot of big productions and stuff. I've seen, I've seen plays there. I think uh, Rachel and I saw Wicked there last year. It was really good. Um, but anyway, uh, we took over the Paramount Theater and we put on a major show for the weekend. So Penny Arcade is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday being um, with Labor Day. So um, I'm going to walk you through all the stuff we did. I, I, I was busy. and uh, So I'm going to walk you through everything. And the cool thing about this podcast is so much stuff I'm going to, I'm going to talk about is online on video. In fact, every single presentation I talk about being in is online on video. I'm going to talk a little bit also about some of the interviews I did. Those are online. So if, if you explore everything I talk about by following up, by going to actually watch it, this podcast is probably going to be hours and hours and hours of entertainment. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning. So um, the idea behind this PAX was we had a new set coming out, Kaladesh. Now, for those that have not been aware, uh, I have been very up on Kaladesh for quite a while. I really think it's one of the best sets we've done in a long, long, long time. Not that we don't do amazing work all the time, but you know, every once in a while we just take the extra step above. Um, and I really, I mean, I need to see the audience reaction and everything, so I, it's hard for me to gauge this. Uh, but I, I believe it's at least in contention to be the best set I've ever done. Innistrad right now is my f- personal best, I believe. Um, I don't know whether it'll be Innistrad or not, but at bare minimum, the fact that it's in contention is pretty powerful, because I think Innistrad's really good. Um, so, um, we were going to tell, talk all about Innistrad, which I was quite excited to do. Not Innistrad, all about um, Kaladesh, which I was very excited to do. So what we did is we decked out the theater, um, it, so it, it was made to look as if it was part of Kaladesh. And it turns out that the theater is this old theater that has a lot of ornate uh, designs in it, which just happened to match. First of all, it has a gold touch and there's a lot of gold flavor in Kaladesh. And Kaladesh is all about having um, curved, a lot of curves and a lot of sharp edges, which the theater has. So it, it, it was a really nice match and we did a lot to build it up. I'll get, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Let me, let me start, I'm going to go chronologically. So the first thing that happened for me happened actually... Um, well, the very first thing happened is that Wednesday night I had to go to do a, a tech run-through. Um, so what had happened was we decided we were going to do a whole bunch of things. We planned it. So uh, there was an opening ceremony that I was going to be involved in. And then I ended up getting involved in three different panels. Uh, a Mechanics of Kaladesh panel, a um, Drive to Work Live panel, and a Blogatog Live panel. And then there was something called the Inventor Spell Slingers Showdown that I was also involved with. So I'm going to talk about all of that. Um, the reason I went there Wednesday night was the opening ceremony. There was a lot of um, tech involved in what we were doing. And so we wanted to have a tech run through. So I actually went, the first time I saw the theater, or I mean, 
decked out in Kaladesh garb, I, I'd been to the theater before, as I said, um, was for, uh, on Wednesday when I went for the tech rehearsal. And it was, it was beautiful. It wasn't even all done. When I was there, when the, they were still like, you know, there were uh, people, you know, nailing things and painting things. And you know, it, it was still, the final touches were still being put on it. But it was really cool. And just the amount of detail, the stage work, it was, um, once again, uh, the, world, oh, the World Championship was being held there. Um, if you actually saw any of the World Championship that was all on that stage, or you saw any of our events that were on that stage, it was just really beautiful. And so, if you go look at some of the videos I'm going to, I'm going to talk about today, you'll really see how everything looked. Okay, so Thursday morning, um, so what we had done is, as part of our thing, we had invited a whole bunch of what we called ambassadors. People who are social media people that do magic uh, all around the world. And what we did is we brought, uh, I think it was 16 of them in, 15, 16 of them in. We brought them in from around the world to um, sort of be, what we said to them is, look, we're going to bring you in. You do your thing. You know, the reason we brought you here is you do an amazing work doing magic on social media. Do what you do. We will give you all the tools and resources to, to talk about things. But we'll bring you here and whatever you want to talk about, you do. And they, they set it up so that, you know, there were interviews and they did a whole bunch of stuff for the ambassadors so the ambassadors could sort of talk about it from their point of view. Um, but anyway, on Thursday, they had brought them all to Wizards, and they had asked me if I could do a tour. I do, um, we don't do public tours. Like, you can't just walk in and get a tour. Um, but we, from time to time, we'll do tours for special guests. Um, over the years, I've given a lot of tours. So they asked me if I could give the tour. I said I'd be happy to. Um, in fact, um, Maria from Magic the Ad- Amateuring uh, recorded me, uh, did an audio, an audio recording of me doing the, um, interview, the, doing that tour. It's not the whole tour, but it's, uh, pieces of the tour. Um, so if you want to actually hear what, what the tour was like, you can, that, that also is online. Everything's online. A lot of this is online. Um, so what happened was I showed everybody around. I showed them the building. Um, we only, I only showed them the, the bottom floor and then the fourth, third and fourth floor. Uh, Wizards has four floors. We're on all the floors. Although we're not in all in the first floor, not in all in the second floor. We're all the fourth, all the third, part of the second, a, a little bit of the first. Um, so I, sh- I showed them around on the first and then the third and fourth. I didn't show them on the second. Um, and uh, I had, there, there were a bunch of stuff covered up, especially on the third. Third is where R&D works. Um, we definitely had to cover a bunch of stuff up because there's things that uh, we work far ahead. And so we were excited for them to learn about Kaladesh, but not for you know, the next five uh, other blocks coming up. Um, so anyway, I had a chance to show them around. I had a chance to meet everybody. Um, it was fun meeting all the, uh, all the ambassadors, the great people. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to them in a second when we get to Saturday. Um, but anyway, so Thursday was tour day. Showed them around. Okay, now we get to Friday. So Friday was the opening ceremony. Um, so basically the way it worked was uh, we brought in Jimmy Wong, uh, for, so for those that have ever seen the Eldritch Moon videos, we did a bunch of videos, uh, Access Magic, I think we called them, where it was kind of like a talk show where he was talking to us about aspects of Eldritch Moon. Um, I did the first video. Um, yeah, he did three videos. One with me, one with uh, Jeremy Jarvis and Jenna Helen, and one with, um, uh, who was that? Uh, James and Mark Winters. Um, anyway, you can see those. I feel like today, everything I referenced today is online. Um, so anyway, uh, Jimmy plays uh, magic. Uh, he is a, a, a celebrity on, uh, does a lot of videos and stuff. And 
He has a uh, podcast on Commander that he does. Um, and in fact, his co-host was one of the ambassadors. Um, but anyway, uh, Jimmy was again, we brought him out to be the host. Uh, he, 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 he shares our love of magic and he, he did a great job being host. Um, so uh, the way the opening show worked was uh, Jimmy was the host and then we um, brought out a couple different people. So first uh, brought out Jeremy Jarvis. Jeremy talked all about the sort of the making of the world, the art of, of Kaladesh. Um, and then we brought out um, Mel and James who did the story of Kaladesh. Uh, and then um, I came out to do the mechanics. So, um, once again, this is all online. I'll, I'll do the recap br- briefly. Um, Jeremy talked about sort of how we had been in a very dark place. You know, um, both Battle for Zendikar and Shadows of Indusrod had been darker storylines um, with lots of destruction. And we wanted to go someplace that was bright and optimistic. And um, the other thing was Jeremy talks about how we had started of wanting to be influenced by steampunk. Um, and so we had sort of moved to what we now call etherpunk, which is kind of Magic's take on it. A, a little more optimistic take. Uh, the idea of a world of technology where um, invention, you know, is rewarded. Like, in, invention is kind of art. Uh, and, and the rock stars of the world are the inventors. Um, and talked about how we built this inventor's fair, which was kind of the setting of the story. Um, and then, uh, and then James and Mel talked all about sort of the story. You know, this is Chandra's coming home, and he ex- they explained a little bit about how the Gate Watch had finished off their, you know, they'd saved the day, helped to turn away the Eldrazi um, from two worlds, and they really didn't know what their next step was going to be. They're kind of hanging out in Jace's uh, sanctum on Ravnica, and they get a, a visit from Dovin Bon, who is uh, one of the ministers of the consulate on Kaladesh, sort of the government. And they were running this big adventures fair, and they had some news that there might be some trouble. And so they come to, uh, you know, um, after the events of um, Shadows of Indistrad, Tamio and some others spread the word through the sort of the Planeswalker I don't, community uh, that if you need help, that there are people that can come and help. Um, but Jace and, and um, Gideon explained that really they're there for interplanar threats. This seems like a you know, this is an issue that's just, you know, interplanar. Um, and so they turn him down. But it turns out that uh, Chandra realizes where Dovin Bon is from, her hometown. Uh, she hadn't been back there. Uh, for those that don't know the Chandra story, basically um, her parents were ether smugglers. So ether is this energy that the world has in abundance that they gather and collect. And all the inventions, the reason this is a world of invention is they use the ether to fuel all their inventions. Um, but the, the consulate controls it, and so there's people that believe that's not right. And so her parents were ether smugglers. And one day when she was smuggling some ether, uh, I, I guess she got caught and ended up showing some pyrotechnic abilities, which was a no-no on, on Kaladesh. And her parents had to sort of run away from the authorities, hide out in the country. But they eventually got followed. And then she, I think she watched her dad get killed in front of her. And her mom apparently burned down inside a house. And she was um, about to be executed for crimes, I guess, of being a pyromancer when she sparked and, and walked away. And, and Chandra, Chandra hadn't been home since that, that event. So this story was all about Chandra sort of going home, kind of egged on a little bit by Liliana, who goes with her. Um, once they realize that the two of them have gone, Nissa volunteers to go after her to make sure that you know, Liliana isn't too bad an influence on her. 
Um, but anyway, so they, they sort of set up the basic stories. Um, as the weekend went on, we would learn more about the story. We learned that um, that Chandra's mom was still alive. We learned that Tezzeret was the head judge of the Adventures Fair. And if you know anything about Tezzeret, not that great a guy, so probably something going up there, going on there. Um, but anyway, um, so we had the we had the, the environment, we had the story, and now it was my turn. Um, uh, and once again, you, you can watch all this. Uh, so I was really happy. I was excited to talk uh, mechanics. I um, I had been wanting to talk about Kaladesh for a long time. People who watch, follow me on social media know how excited I've been that I really, really, really like Kaladesh. Um, and so what happened was I had to, um, or had to, got to, go on stage and talk about the mechanics. Um, so I introduced energy and fabricate and vehicles to the world. Um, I assume by the time you are listening to this, these are all well-known things and Hopefully you've had lots of fun playing with them in Kaladesh. But uh, um, so really, what I got to do is I got to be there, and I, I got for the first time ever explain the mechanics. So both I we showed off preview cards. One of the things that we were doing um, is we wanted to uh, let people see the new mechanics, but in context. So we showed a bunch of new cards. We talked about where they came from, how they came about, um, and um, I explained the history of the mechanics, especially. Um, Energy. Energy goes all the way back to Mirrodin. Um, I had invented it 14 years earlier while trying to make the very first artifact plane, or artifact-themed plane. Um, and uh, I didn't. I had made too many mechanics, and so it got forced out. But I eventually found a home for it in, in Kaladesh. Um, and then uh, I talked about sort of how we came up with Fabricate, and oh, I talked about the idea of, of something we call variants of play that one of the things we wanted, we wanted you to feel like an inventor. That was a, a driving force of our design. Um, one of these days, I will do a whole podcast on Kaladesh, and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm sort of hitting the, the high points of this because I want to get all the packs in today. Um, but I will, at some point, do a Kaladesh um, podcast and go in great detail on this stuff. Anyway, um, I talked about how we're... Fa- uh, how, uh, oh, Variance of Play is this idea that when you play a game of Magic, that you, if you have a deck and you play it multiple times, let's say 20 times, that there's a certain amount of variance in how the deck plays. You know, that the deck won't, won't play exactly identical. Part of it's because you're shuffling the deck. Part of it's because just you can make different choices at different times. We want to take the variance of play, which normally exists in Magic, but just make it much bigger. That, that in, in Kaladesh, when you play a deck and you play it again multiple times, that the deck can play it really differently. Energy does that really well. I also talked about how Fabricate can do that. And I explained how in trying to show technology, plus one plus one counters were one way to show people having gadgets and devices and stuff that made them better. Uh, also, we had a lot of artifact creatures. We had seen Thopters and Magic Origins. We want to continue that theme of artificial creatures. So there's these themes, all plus one plus counters and artifact creatures, um, and just caring about artifacts in general. So we um, made Fabricate as mechanics to stretch between the two. So you could choose whether you want a plus one plus one counters or tokens and you know, depending on situationally what was better for you. Um, and then I explained vehicles, and vehicles were something the player's been asking for for forever. Um, and um, I sort of talked a little bit about how we finally made them. Uh, but anyway, the, the, my, my time with Jimmy wasn't even that long. I think I was on for maybe 10 minutes. Um, but I was very excited, and uh, I remember I, I, the, it was really nice after I went off. I got a lot of social media. A lot of people were really happy, and um, I guess people always enjoy how enthusiastic I am. My favorite comment was by somebody on Twitter. They go, uh, uh, the, the, the tweet was, my life goal is to find a woman 
who's excited who's excited about me as much as Maro is excited about magic. So, anyway, I thought that was very sweet. Um, okay, so after I did the intro show, that was just the first thing I had to do. I had a busy day. Um, so we finished off there. Oh, on the end of the show, by the way, um, we had two cosplayers that weekend. One who played Sahili Rai and one who played Chandra. Um, Chandra was played by a cosplayer that um, Christine Sprinkle, who we use all the time, who I, I, I know quite well because I... We, we keep running in at magic events. Um, she's not always dressed as Chandra. but uh, So anyway, it was fun to see her. She played Chandra. And then, oh, I played Vinayla, who played Sahili. We had brought her in. It's the first time she had done um, cosplaying for us. But she was Sahili Rai. At the end of the opening ceremony, we did the thing. Uh, on the key art for the art, she has this, like, twirly thing. And then in the art, um, we showed off the trailer for the first time in the opening thing. You see her throw it up and becomes confetti. So she had that, and we used special, mat- special effects to have her throw it up and have confetti fall out and stuff. You know, it was really, it was really cool. Um, okay, but that was just the first show. So the next thing we did, uh, right after that, was a panel on the creative stuff from the show. And that was... Um, Aaron had, was the host for that, and then it was Jeremy Jarvis, Doug Byer, Mel Lee... Uh, oh, not Mel Lee. Uh, sorry, uh, Christine Krennis and... Uh, Kimberly Krennis and Ari Levich. Sorry. So it was Jeremy Jarvis, Doug Byer... Kimberly Krynas and Ari Levich. Uh, Mel will be on the other panel. Mel was in the opening talking story, um, but she she was not on the world building panel. So the world building panel was really cool. Um, they talked all a bunch about sort of where the inspiration for the world came from. You know, Jeremy explained how early on he was very inspired by jewelry of all things, and um, they showed off the different races and talked about sort of wh- where they all came. Uh, and then the end of it, they took some ans- uh, question answers, or they took some questions and, and you know, did Q and A. Um, there were some very interesting questions asked. So anyway, once again, go watch it. Um, it was a very good panel. I was not involved in that panel though. But the panel right after it was called Mechanics of Kaladesh. I was very involved in that panel. So Mechanics of Kaladesh was um, all about uh, the three mechanics. We, so we talked about energy and fabricate and vehicles. Uh, actually, in that panel, we talked energy, then vehicles and fabricate. Um, and we talked about sort of their origins, where they came from. I gave a much more detailed version of kind of where energy came from. And we spent a lot of time energy walking through not just the final product, but how we got there. What did we try along the way? You know, um, for all the mechanics, we had tried a couple different things, especially vehicles. We tried a lot of different versions of vehicles. So kind of what we did was we walked through... Um, what we had done. So if you're really interested in mechanics and how they evolve and how we made them. Um, so the way it worked is I would introduce them and then Sean and I would talk about what we did in design. Sean and I, Sean Main and I were the co-lead designers of Kaladesh. Uh, and then um, Ben Hayes, who was on both the design team and the development team, would talk sort of about the beginning of how to structure the stuff for development. Then Ian, who's one of the co, uh, Ian and um, Eric Lauer were the co-leads for development. Uh, Ian um, talked about sort of the development of the mechanics. And then we had on uh, Liz Leo, who was the graphic designer. And she talked about, like, making the energy symbol or making the, um, the frames for the vehicles. Um, so Liz was there talking about that. And Aaron was the, uh, the MC or whatever of, of our, our panel as well. Um, and so anyway, we, we talked for, I think, 50 minutes and explained all the mechanics. Um, uh, not to sound like a broken record, but once again, it's online. You can go see that. Um, we had a lot of fun. We, we tracked down a bunch of pictures of, like, whiteboards from early design and play t- early playtest cards. I had playtest cards from Mirrodin, where energy first appeared. 
So there's a lot of fun stuff. There was a lot of um, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We really were trying to sort of, and we did a lot more than normal to explain kind of where things came from and how we balance things. So, but anyway, if you're at all interested in the mechanics and where they came from, I would listen to that panel. Okay, so the next thing we did, um, I, just had, I don't remember all the panels that we got. I remember all the panels I did. Um, what other panel was that day? There were other panels. So there are more panels than what I'm talking about. I'm mostly talking about the panels I did. Um, I know there were some other panels that day. Um, but my next panel that day was actually the only one not in the Paramount Theater. So we had done all our work in the Paramount, all, all day long, all the events were in the Paramount Theater, except we did one thing uh, live on, um, uh, what was it, live on, um, I'm blanking on the name, uh, Twitch, live on Twitch. So we went to a special theater, like, like the Hydra Theater, I think it's called. So we did Drive to Work Live. And so what we did for this one was, I, like I did last year, we did, I did Elastipax. It was a live edition of Drive to Work. So I pretended to be in a car. I wasn't actually in a car. Unlike now, where I'm actually I'm driving. I'm actually in a car. Um, and we had a, I had a little steering wheel. And the idea was that I had three special guests. So because we were at the adventure, we wanted to have some special guests. So my guests were Sam Stoddard, who writes the latest development column, uh, who's on uh, one of the, our developers. Ben Hayes, uh, also one of our developers. And the guy who um, I, I mentioned earlier was on both the design and development of um, Kaladesh. And Gavin Verhey, one of our designers. So the idea was I was driving to work, and uh, they had car trouble, so I was picking them up on the way. So what we did was I was driving in my extra-wide van, apparently, uh, and I pick up Sam and then Ben and then Gavin. So the topic I picked was the top ten myths about R&D. I did a top ten episode. Um, and so I talked all about mostly what it was, because I had a lot of R&D people, is I wanted to talk about what it's like to be in R&D and work on magic. And from the vantage point of, here are a lot of things people think about magic, R&D, that just aren't true. So we walked through a lot of myths, like the idea that I'm in charge of things, you know, or the idea that uh, you know, R&D is mostly design development, or development just tweaks numbers. Or Anyway, you can go watch the show and, and see all, all the different myths. Um, but anyway, it was fun. Um, what had happened was we were... Um, this is the only place we were in a different theater, and so... In the, in the, originally when we had named it, it was called Magic the Gathering Cold and Drive to Work Live. But they had shortened it and they took out the Magic the Gathering. So um, we were in a different theater. It was hard to, people didn't quite know where it was. It didn't have the words magic on it. So like, unless you were a diehard Drive to Work fan, and thank you if you are, um, you didn't necessarily know Drive to Work was magic. Um, so we had a little bit of a smaller audience. Uh, although, we, yeah, from the camera, we, we put them all in front of the camera. I'm sure, uh, uh, Lizard Brenner said, don't tell them that. But Liz did a great job of, of getting all the people in front of the camera. So on, on video, it looks like a full room. So actually, it was a really big room. Um, I, we did have a decent turnout, but not, not as big as for the other adventures. So when we're in our own space, it's a lot easier to have a lot more people there. Um, and, and by the way, at the space, not only, not only were there panels going on, it, not at the same time, but the Magic World Championship was going on. Um, there were tables there to play Magic, and they were running events. Uh, and there were just also there's learn to play stuff, and there was store where you can buy all sorts of merchandise. And anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but anyway, uh, drive to work uh, live went really well, um, and we had fun. And I've had carpool guests before, but never more than one. Um, so yeah, regular listeners know that I've had a bunch of different guests on. Um, but usually, when I have a carpool guest, it's a single guest. So this is the first ever drive to work with multiple guests. Um, 
I don't even know how I could logistically do that in my car, but um, but I was able to do it on stage in which I could fake it. So, um, but anyway, that was a lot of fun. Give a lot of that behind the scenes. So that was my Friday. Whew, that, that was all just Friday. I had a long Friday. Um, as I said, my Friday wasn't even done yet. After I drive to work, my final thing was um, two times during the weekend I had autograph signings. One, I had one Friday and one Saturday. So I did the autograph signings and uh, I felt bad the... I don't think it was always clear where the autograph signings were. Um, during the course of the weekend, I did a lot of autograph signing and I did a lot of picture taking, but most of that was just walking by. One of the fun things about being in a magic environment is um, I'm a big fish in a little pond, but in a magic environment, I get to be the celebrity, so it's fun. I get stopped. I, I, I always like signing autographs and taking pictures and talking to people, so please, if you see me, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, but it was fun. I was just, as I was doing things, you know, it, it was... It, it's definitely the one place where I get to be most celebrity where people just are constantly stopping me. So that was kind of fun. If that was every day, I'm sure I, I would not like it. But as, a, as a, every once in a, a thing, it's kind of cool. Okay, so Saturday, that was Friday. Went home, got some sleep. Um, Saturday, um, so we had, I think, 16 ambassadors. So what had happened is they said to them, hey, what we want to do is, part of this is we want you to make content. So... Whoever you would like to interview, you let us know. And they gave them a lot of choices of people they can interview. We'll let you interview these people, and then you can post the interviews. So um, one of the options was they could interview me. Guess what? They all chose to do that. So Saturday was me doing 16 interviews. I had six hours. I did get a lunch break. So six hours of doing interviews. Um, I interviewed uh, every single ambassador. I believe I interviewed in many, many languages. Um, I mean, I was always interviewing English because I obviously, but uh, usually what would happen is if they spoke, uh, either the host spoke both their native language and English, in which case they would introduce the video in um, their language and ask questions in their native language, but then they translate in English and then answer. Sometimes there was a translator there if they, if they didn't speak English well enough. Um, but I got interviewed in Russian, in French, in Italian, in German, in uh, Chinese, in uh, is Malaysian language, uh, I think Malaysian, um, in uh, all sorts of languages. And it was fun. It was fun meeting people from all around the world. It was fun. I really had a great time with the ambassadors. Um, you know, and, and all the different interviews are very different. Uh, uh, one of the ambassadors from, um, I think it was Ireland, did trivia. And uh, he had asked questions of previously. I think Melissa and Gavin had been interviewed. And both of them had only gotten two out of five. I got, I think, four and a half out of five. I got them all right very quickly. And then the final question, which was a really, really hard question, I gave an alternate answer that was technically correct, but then he clarified. And uh, I think I could have worked out the answer if I had more time, but I, I mean, it would have required me sitting there thinking, which wasn't a particularly compelling video. Um, anyway, I did a lot of interviews. There were a lot of fun stuff. Um, most of them are video. I did a few audio podcasts. Uh, I did one with, I did uh, Commander's, Commander Zones at the... Jimmy's fight with Jimmy and, and um, what's the name of his co-host? Uh, I'm blinking on names right here. Um, and then Maria did uh, also did an audio broadcast with me. I did a sit down with the professor, which uh, was a fun video. If you haven't seen it, go, go watch uh, an interview with Mark Rosewater. It's called. Um, anyway, I had a lot of fun. I did a whole bunch of interviews and, and spent all day doing that. Um, I then got a very long dinner break and I came back and then I did another interview signing. This time out on the street fair. Oh, I'm explaining the street fair. So not only was we, were we in the theater, but on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, 
during the day into the evening, um, there was a fair outside and there was glass blowers making glass and there was metal workers and you could make a little time. We had a little uh, make your own um, softers area and there was um, uh, some of the cosplayers were out there and there was food and there was anyway all sorts of stuff. There was uh, just a lot of activity. It was, we were trying to replicate the idea of the street fair and we did that outside as an extension of it. Um, we also, by the way, on Saturday morning had a parade. There was this giant metal puppet. Uh, there was this giant elk thing that we called Stan that was there that uh, also was, you could see at the parade. Um, anyway, um, so that was Saturday. Uh, Sunday, so what had happened was I, I had been asked to do a lot. It's not evidenced by the, uh, my long listing of things. So I had asked as permission if I could have Sunday off. And then uh, I got a, a, another ticket for my son, Adam. And he and I went around PAX because PAX is quite exciting, especially if you love video games like my son. Um, and so we had fun sort of going around and seeing different things. So Sunday was my day off. I did, I did pop my head in. I did pop my head in uh, at, at uh, the Paramount, uh, signed a few more autographs. But uh, that was my day off. So we get to Monday. So on Monday, um, the first thing I did is I came in early. I shot a video with um, Nate and Sean of Walking the Plains. So it turns out after numerous years, it was the last Walking the Plains episode. And I had been, I, I had done, I'd done a podcast on Walking the Plains, which you can listen to. Um, and you can go watch all the Walking the Plains. Um, I've been a regular guest. I've been one of the first people, uh, when Nate and Sean first showed up at Worlds in San Francisco, I had, I had volunteered to do a video with them, which you can go and see, uh, which is a very, very fun video. And we, that's my first chance to interact with them. Uh, I really sort of said to them, I'm willing to do, go to the extra length. And we ended up going, we went, we took a trolley, went way far away to shoot scenes just to sort of make a cool scene. Um, and then from then on, uh, whenever, whenever we were in the same place at the same time, um, I'm not in all the walk in the planes because I wasn't at most of the events, but any event in which I was at, they would always shoot a scene with me. Um, the, the relationship between me and the wizard was kind of a spy versus spy. You know, we keep trying to one-up one another, and sometimes I'd win, sometimes uh, uh, Nate as a wizard would win. Um, but anyway, that was a lot of fun. So I shot, uh, by the time, you, you can go see it. By the time this is, you, you'll be able to hear this, we've recorded it. So um, definitely go take a look at that. It was fun. It, it was a good capper to the whole thing. I thought it was a fun final sequence. Um, yeah, also, also, I think it was a music video I shot a few scenes for, and then we did the ending, which was a lot of fun. Um, after that, I had yeah, yet another panel to do. Uh, this time was Blogatog Live. Uh, so Blogatog Live was basically a question and answer. Um, I do my blogs, those don't know, I do a blog called Blogatog on Tumblr, and um, I um, answer questions. I, I also post my, my daily comic. I post um, my weekly podcast, obviously. I post my weekly column. So, um, anyway, I did a Q&A. I had a special guest of Ethan Fleischer, who was my special guest. Um, I had made a special video that I showed at Blogatog Live at San Diego Comic-Con, because I had done one there. And so I made, I made a summer exclusive. So Blogatog Live was where I showed it. It was a video I had made with my daughter, who, uh, who shot it, directed it, and edited it. Um, I, I was the actor, and I, I, I basically wrote it. Um, but anyway, she and I worked together to make it. It was like a four-minute video. That's also online if you want to go see it. Um, it's Anyway, it, it's just a fun, goofy little video I had made. It took about three weeks to shoot. Um, and I don't want to ruin it, but you can watch it. It's a fun video. Um, it's called uh, You Know What That Means. 
So for podcast listeners, maybe you get some idea what what it's about. Um, okay, so uh, I did a, we did the Q and A. Uh, we had a lot of live questions. We took some questions off the internet as well. We sort of rotated. I think every third question was off the internet. Um, but anyway, I answered a lot of questions. Um, most of them about Kaladesh, but a few of them weren't. Uh, and then after that, um, we had the Inventors Fingers, the Inventor, no, 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 Inventors Spellslingers Showdown. So what happened was we had three celebrities, uh, myself, uh, LSV, uh, Luis Scott Vargas, and Chris Cluey, who was a um, former NFL player, who a uh, big magic player. So the three of us were the celebrities, and then what we did is the audience could randomly get pulled up to play against us, and then uh, the uh, fans had a lot of help. They had two coaches, Marie and Megan from um, Magic the Amateuring with their coaches. Uh, there were the two cosplayers, who was Chandra and Sahili Rai, were there to help them. Uh, and then um, Matt Tabak uh, and Nate Holtz were sort of the, the hosts, uh, doing the commentary on what was going on. And basically what happened is the... Um, oh, oh and, and we were playing decks that had a, a strong Kaladesh theme, especially the celebrities, and there was a lot of preview cards. So there were four decks the fans could play. There were three decks that the celebrities played. Um, almost every deck, I think Chris's didn't have preview cards. There were all the other decks that had preview cards in them. Mine had three preview cards in it. Um, I played an energy deck. I think Chris played a... Um, uh, vehicles deck, and I, Louise must have played a Fabricate deck. Um, and so what happened was, um, as as cards would come up, we previewed cards. So during the course of that, I think we previewed nine new cards. And normally what would happen is, the celebrity would come out and play against the fan. Usually we'd be up, and then shenanigans would happen. And uh, every game, except for mine, we lost. Uh, Louise played two games and lost both, and Chris played one game and lost. Um, in most cases, we should have won, but shenanigans. So part of the fun of this was, uh, you have to see the video. It, it was fun. We, I mean, we were goofing around. It wasn't, uh, there was no expectation. I somehow actually won. I think I won because I, I was at such a dominant board position that even after they killed multiple of my creatures and made me not have creatures deal damage and all sorts of stuff, Chandra took my dragon out for a walk. And um, Anyway, uh, I, I did manage to finally win. So, um, but I, once again, a lot of sharing. Oh, one of my favorite things was there's this flag that, um, the way that, uh, um, Marie and Megan would call the, um, the planeswalkers to help the other side was to throw a red flag that they had. So in the final game with Louise, I stole the red flag so they couldn't throw it, but then I felt pity on them and gave it back. Um, but anyway, you can, like I said, you can go see that. That was a lot of fun. That, that, I think that event was hour and a half, two hours. It was a longer event. Um, then the last event, I wasn't in this last thing, was a closing ceremony, uh, which uh, we had Chandra, um, Christine came on Chandra and got to show off the Chandra's new card, which you guys all know now, but amazing. It's our uh, third ever four loyalty ability planeswalker after uh, Jace and Sarkin, uh, not Sarkin, and um, uh, Garrick. I, I know there's some double-faced planeswalkers, so not kind of the double-faced planeswalkers that have multiple abilities. Um, but anyway, it's really good. It's one of the, probably the best Chandra we've ever made. Uh, and one of the best Planeswalkers maybe we've ever made. It's really good. Um, we got to show that off. Jimmy was the host for the finals. Aaron came on. Um, oh, so we, we had a video that kind of recapped the weekend and showed all the different things that happened. Uh, they sat down to interview, um, with the world champ. Um, uh, uh, Brian sat down with, um... Uh, Marshall for an interview and sort of talked about what it's like to win the world championship and 
had a little bit of a highlight of that. And then Aaron came on, and Aaron sort of uh, talked about all the different things we'd learned the weekend and all the preview cards and talked about Kaladesh. And then he showed up, um, uh, and not that we... That morning had been revealed that Tezzeret was part of the story, and so we, sh- we showed off a card, a pretty cool card, um, that Tezzeret was in the art and flavor text of. Um, as you guys now know, we didn't, they didn't know at the time, Tezzeret is not in Kaladesh, although we might be seeing him pretty, pretty soon, uh, but he's not in, he, he did, wasn't a Planeswalker yet, a card yet in Kaladesh. Um, but anyway, so we had the big finale show, and we wrapped it up. So it was, like I said, um... Every single thing I reference, my opening show, all the panels, including the Mechanics of Kaladesh panel, the live drive-to-work panel, the live blog-a-tog panel, the, the a Spell Slinger showdown that I was in, uh, and uh, things I mentioned that I wasn't even in, all of that is online. Um, all the interviews I did with all the different people, it's all online. Um, you know, if you want to, like the whole weekend, one of the things that's really important to us was we wanted to make an awesome experience for people at PAX, but we also wanted to make an awesome experience for all Magic players, even those that couldn't come to Seattle. So um, you can't even... Some of you... All this was streamed live, but it's recorded on YouTube. You can go watch it now. Just put PAX... I don't know, PAX 2016, Magic PAX, or whatever, Magic the Gathering PAX, and you will find it. Um, but anyway, it is all there, and it was an amazing weekend. The Paramount looked beautiful. All the panels were just chock full of cool stuff. Uh, I mean, the previews now aren't as exciting because it's now a known set. But at the time, it, just the energy of all the players was really cool. Um, but anyway, I, like I said, this is the day after. It ended yesterday for me. Um, and so I had a great time. And I, it was a rousing success. Um, I had been really optimistic on Kaladesh coming into this. Hopefully people see why because it's an amazing set. And so I, I hope by this point you guys all know that and you're having fun playing with it, you know, because... I know it's six, six weeks or eight weeks from now. But anyway, that is uh, wrapping up. That was packed. That was, it was an amazing show. We had a great time. Please, if you haven't seen all the stuff online, go look at it online. But that is all I got to say about it. And I'm uh, school started back up, so I'm dropping off Rachel again. So I'm here at Rachel's school. So we all know what that means. It means the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. Hope you guys uh, enjoy today's talk, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.